Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Today you're going to learn how to have a fair fight with anyone, whether it's a partner, coworker, friend, doesn't matter. I'm going to teach you the reason why tools have failed in the past. There's a secret here. It's going to be not going to be a secret after today, of course. And then I'm going to come at you with my top three rules for having a fair, effective fight. And because I love you, an awesome, really easy tool you'll be able to get today to stop a fight in its tracks. So, you know, you got to stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hey there. You're listening, if you don't know, to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with your host, Dr. Abby Medcalf, and that is me. Are you doing okay? Are you feeling good? What's happening? Talk to me. Let me know. I always like to hear from you. Want to hear it. So before we jump in today, got a lot to cover today, I want to throw out there a question. Are you loving the podcast? Because if you are, you're going to love my book. (laughs) which is be happily married even if your partner won't do a thing. But I have to tell you, and you can look at the reviews on Amazon, lots of people who aren't married, who are just in a relationship, and even a couple of people wrote reviews who said they're not in a relationship, but they want to be in one, and this is the way they want to be. This book is for you. It's There's uh, an audio book copy, uh, so you can hear my melodious voice, uh, you know, talking to you because it's if I'm the one who recorded it. There, you know, the Kindle, it's all there. So whether you like to read the books, you know, have them in front of you, put them on your tablet, or listen to an audiobook, I'm your girl. I would love it. And in it, 
In the book, I tell you the real reason your past attempts at change haven't lasted. I give you effective tools to get your relationship unstuck. You know, I'm all about the effective tools. Uh, you know, quickly and easily with small, simple steps you, where you can get big results no matter how long you've struggled. So I really think you should get the book. Just throwing it out there. There'll be a link in the show notes. Otherwise, you can uh, just head on over to Amazon, put my name in, and you'll find the book. It'll be that easy. Okay, let's get to it. Let's talk about it. How to have a fair fight. The three rules for having an effective argument. Or the secret to having an effective argument. I don't know. I don't know what to call it today. We'll, we'll, we'll let you decide. So, well, and first I just want to say, I hate that word. I hate the word fight. As soon as you hear it, as soon as you hear that term, you think of two boxers in a ring and you know that someone's going to win and someone's going to lose and you don't want to lose. Who would? So you immediately become adversarial or, or at least more adversarial than you needed to be because inside you want to win. I know this isn't happening necessarily consciously, but it is there anyway. And if you want to win, that means you want them whoever the them is to lose, even if the them could be your dear old mom, could be your kid, could be your partner, could be your boss. It doesn't matter. The whole thing is really set up to fail the second we talk about that. Now, there are fights and there are disagreements. And I want to separate those right now because what you're initially going to do for an unplanned fight, for just a fight that pulls up out of nowhere is different than what you're going to do for a planned meeting to discuss a disagreement. Although my things work for that too. I just want to say that. Um, so what I'm going to talk about today works for either. But the first thing I'm going to talk about is uh, definitely for those unplanned fights when they just you know explode. And then the my top rules will cover both. Okay. So <clears throat> a disagreement let me just say something really quickly. A disagreement is when you notice something is off or you're pissed off or you're frustrated about something and you need to have a chat with someone to resolve it. That makes sense, right? So it's when you don't like how Marsha in sales is treating you and you want to talk to her about it. Well, you don't want to, but you need to. It's when you're, you and your partner are having different views on uh, how you spend your money. So you have discussion right? Maybe after the kids are in bed, maybe you set up a time. Maybe you've listened to my couple's business meeting uh, uh, audio <laughs> uh, podcast. What was the word? I lost it. And maybe you've done that. I don't really know. Uh, but something there is helping you. Anyway, these are disagreements. These are disagreements. And maybe they even started with a fight, but now you've thought about some things and you want to go back and have a discussion right? Make sense? So, and I've done other episodes about uh, coming to a consensus, how to never fight with your partner again, uh, and I'll link to those in the show notes. But today I want to talk about what to do when you're having a fight, when it's actually happening. So, and I'm just going to say this first. So a fight happens when you lose your shit in a moment. That's when a fight happens. It usually comes out of nowhere you know, right? Comes out of nowhere and it rockets very quickly into super ugly territory. It's often, you know, that small thing that turns into a huge thing. When, uh, you know, you use the last of the toilet paper and didn't replace the roll or when you didn't text when you said you would 
or when you forgot to bring uh, little Bobby's cleats to the baseball field. You know what I'm talking about. One minute you're asking if there's any milk, and the next minute you're talking about divorce, quitting your job, <laughs> never speaking to your best friend again. You know, it just all kind of blows apart. And there's a reason this happens, and it's the secret I'm here to spill today. And then we'll get into our rules. So the reason you or anyone else can turn nothing into World War III is because your brain got hijacked. I talk about the hijacked brain a lot. And I'm going to talk about it a little more today. When your brain's hijacked, you can't remember all the great Abby tools. You don't think about what you learned in couples therapy or in uh, some communication uh, workshop they made you take at work. You don't realize that you've gone from being asked to correct a mistake on a report to quitting your job. <laughs> you only know that you're seeing red and you're reacting. Later, you'll ask yourself, what is wrong with me? What was I thinking? Why did I react that way? But in the moment, all you could do was blow up. So what happened? Well, you're having a biochemical reaction. And the reason you can't think clearly is because you have to address the physical reaction you're having first, then and only then can you address the fight itself and, and calm your ass down. So, and that's the thing. So we often, and I've said this before, I'm just repeating it because it bears repeating, that we often give these psychological tools, which is great. I'm going to give you some psychological tools today to deal with things. But you can't use that part of your brain that uses psychological tools when you're in a fight. And you know it. When you're seeing red, you don't even remember half the stuff you said. You Things are coming out of your mouth. They're flying out. That You don't even know we're there. Obviously, that nice rational part of your brain isn't doing a really good job. So when you have a fight with anyone, your brain perceives this as a threat. Any disagreement, anytime someone comes at you, your brain goes right into threat mode. It doesn't matter that the fight was about your sock being on the floor. Your brain still sees these seemingly inconsequential things as literally acts of terror. When when we feel threatened, it's common to experience something called emotional flooding. If you haven't heard this term yet, it's time this is basically when we're overwhelmed by some strong emotion, uh, emotion which hijacks our brain. That's pretty much what it is. So this is why you feel like you just can't help how you're feeling. Uh, you lash out. Maybe you're hysterical. Maybe you cry uncontrollably. Your amygdala, which I know I talk about a lot, but it's important in relationships because it's all about emotions. Your amygdala, that part of your brain where your fight, flight, and freeze response. That's what takes over. And that's literally all you can do in that moment. You can fight someone, you can run away, or you can freeze. So, and again, when your amygdala is turned on, that rational thinking part of your brain can't be accessed, hence forgetting all the great tools, right? Your system gets flooded with stress hormones like cortisol, uh, epinephrine, uh, also known as adrenaline, norepinephrine, while your brain goes on high alert for any and all threats, like the toilet seat being in the wrong position. You get it. So, and again, I did a whole um, I did a whole podcast on your lizard brain where I go into this in more detail. I can link again to that in the show notes. But so, but but I want to break this down for a minute for you right now. Think about your quote unquote natural tendencies when you fight. And you'll see that you either fight, flight, flee, or freeze. You you'll you're gonna see right now, I'm gonna take you through it. So if you're a fighter, you will argue to the death. Maybe you lose your temper. Uh, 
if if you've ever had your partner walk away from you and say, I don't want to talk to you anymore, and you chase after them, guess what? You're in this category. Uh, you, if you get into Bob's face at work or don't I always call him Bob at work? I know. But anyway, uh, if you get into Bob's face at work or always need to have the last word, uh, if if you're one of those things, you're a fighter. So it's not only that maybe you raise your voice. I don't want you to think that fighters and the fight flies, fight, flight, freeze response are ye- always yellers, although they can be. Uh, it's also just about wanting to talk it out. You just can't not talk about it. You can't not talk about it. Uh, and so that's, that's, that's your role. Okay. So you either do that. If you're a flight or a flea person, you likely try to avoid the conflict altogether. You do the opposite. You don't want to talk about it. Maybe you're quick to grab a drink or do some, you know, or pot or retail therapy when you're upset. You might just withdraw. Uh, literally, physically, get out of the place, get out of where you are. You might jump on a video game, uh, go for a run, brush, or just brush things under the rug as quickly as possible. Uh, any of those is really in the uh, this fight or flight category. It doesn't mean you can be a drinker and be a fighter. Don't get me wrong, but it's sort of this. Uh, it's really about this avoiding conflict, but in a different kind of way. You know, you're really just running in some way, you're escaping in some way. And then the last one is the freeze. If you're a freezer, if you're someone who's who that's the first response, you ignore or dismiss what's happening completely. You're a master, I mean master of procrastination, uh, until the point that no decision becomes your decision. You just, just, it just goes and goes. And again, everybody can procrastinate, fight, flight, freeze, whatever, but you've got it down to uh, an art form. If confronted, often you'll give the kind of yes dear response just to get the person off your back. Uh, Maybe it's just the shoulder shrug. Maybe it's ignoring completely, pretending you don't hear, or you just sort of very passive, like agree, 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 agree. And then the other person stops bugging you, and then you go do whatever you want. You you, you don't do what they asked. Uh, that's that's that freeze response. So, getting out of these types of responses is critical, as you might imagine, because the, your brain is stuck in this place. And I want you to think about right now which one of these you are. That's important. But again, when you're doing any of them, you're not doing your best thinking because that part of your brain isn't on. Yeah. So your judgment, your compassion, your rationality, your appreciation, your openness, your problem solving, it's all, nope, not here, out of order, not working right now. So to turn the thinking part of your brain on, you've got to do the following. Number one, you can listen to last week's podcast where I talked about the say yes first tool. I'm not going to go into that here. Uh, You can listen to that. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes. You can, and really you need to be mindful in the moment so you know this is even happening. The more you practice mindfulness, the more your brain will actually interrupt your craziness and bring you back down to earth. It will. So I've got tons of stuff on how to make mindfulness a habit, making mindfulness part of your life, being more self-aware. I'll link to some of that in the show notes, you know, but do a little search on my website. And if you go to the blog page or the podcast page on my website, either of those pages, there's a search bar. You can hit search and put in any term and get what you're looking for. Okay. So you can do those things. 
uh, you can do a grounding exercise. Another good thing, again, I already did a podcast on this, <laughs> what anxiety really is and how to stop it has the grounding techniques in there. Um, again, link to it or you can go search. And um, what you can use one of my three tips to calm yourself in seconds. Uh, I've got a fabulous little YouTube video on that with the shoulder shrug and other stuff that you can do physically to stop the release of the cortisol and the stress-inducing hormones in your system. Um, again, I never want to sit here and just repeat things I've already done. So you are welcome to go look at all those wonderful things and they're all linked in the show notes. So if you just don't feel like, oh, what did she say? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Just go to e episode 104. So abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 104. And you can find all the lovelies in the show notes. You can just sit there all day and link, link, link and listen to it all. Okay. And then the last thing though, here's your fabulous giveaway for today. There's something I've talked about before called a wake-up word. And this is one of the quickest, easiest ways to get your brain from the fear side to the rational side when you're in an argument. Uh, and it's a neuro-linguistic programming technique. I've been successfully using it with clients and in my own personal life for decades, literally. And because I love you, I love you, you can get it right here. So come on over, come on over and link. And you can get it right there. Uh, also, there's always a corresponding blog post, as you know. You can go to the blog and download it there too. But uh, it's this little thing called the wake up word. And there's actually a little video I'm going to link to it, which kind of goes over it a little bit and gives you some more examples. It's one of my little connection quickie, quickie videos. So you can either just download the thing right away. It has all the instructions or it's just one page, super easy to do, super easy to incorporate. Or you can um, also listen and or listen to the little, watch the little video, watch my mug and uh, get some more that way. But any of those things will turn it off. And so now that you've got the fight, flight, freeze reaction turned off, or at least kept at bay for a little while, then you can use the problem solving part of your brain to effectively fight. And now we can have a fair, effective fight. And here we go, right? So... And, and again, this is the key that you had to do those things first. You, you've really got to get out of that place. You can't do this otherwise. It's not going to work. And so don't even, don't even sweat it. Don't even try. And I got to tell you right now, fighting fair will serve you well in all the relationships in your life. Research has found that one of the biggest predictors of divorce isn't whether or not a couple fights, but how they fight, how you fight. Children who feel heard by their parents, even when they don't agree, are more likely to follow their parents' directives and have less behavioral issues. This is all from the research. You can find the links on the show notes page. And resolution or de-escalation of workplace arguments has been correlated with higher employee satisfaction, creativity, and productivity. Okay? Come on. And longer tenure. So all the reasons why you really need to be able to do this. You, you need to get this down. It's really important in your life. So no matter how you slice it, you want to get better at this to improve all your relationships. And really, what does that do? Improves the happiness level of your life, your life satisfaction. When your relationships feel better, when you feel better, when you feel like you haven't lost your you-know-what every five minutes, oh, you just feel better in your world. It's it's so much, It's it's the way to go. I don't know what else to say. So let's do it. Let's get down to my top three rules of having a fair, effective fight. Rule number one. I know, it's exciting. I always do a drum roll, don't I? Can you hear that on my desk? I don't even know. Uh, rule number one, focus on the what, not the who. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, you need to focus on what you're fighting about and not the person you're fighting with. So this means a few things. This means that you talk about the here and now, not last week, not last year. You you don't go into all the things they did or didn't do before. Oh, you know, and oh, this you always do this. Here we are again. No, you got to be in that moment because again, the second you do that, they and that's actually another thing. You can't use always or never language because trust me, the person you're talking to is thinking of the one time, the one time, because there was one when they didn't do the thing or did do the thing and immediately they've stopped listening to you because you're exaggerating. You're being histrionic. You're being crazy when you say no, never or always. It's really not the truth. And it's really not good for you to say because it puts you in a mindset that's not good. So just watch that and stick to the here and now. Right now, whatever this situation is that I'm upset about, keep it within that boundary, even if the other person doesn't. You might do that. The other person might say, you know, you're always nitpicking. (laughs) You're always coming at me with little things. Just stay close, stay back, stay back, stay on target. I I don't know what I always do. I don't want to talk about what I always do. Right now, I want to talk about this one thing. You know, that's it. Uh, Don't let it bleed into other problem areas. So think one thing at a time. And again, so you might be talking about something and it link, you know, maybe the the towel got left on the floor and you start, oh, you're always a slob around the house and you're constantly leaving things. You think I'm your maid. But it's that. Nope. 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 We're not doing any of that. We're just talking about the towel on the floor and hopefully you're going to problem solve it. So really, it's better not to use you language at all. So, uh, you know, you're mean, you're depressed, you're X, you're Y. That's diagnosing. Don't do any diagnosing. Please don't diagnose. So it doesn't help. You know, you did this and you should and you didn't. And try to stay away from all the you. And try to, and for sure, don't be diagnosing them, telling them what they are or aren't. And absolutely no name calling. Don't call anybody out their name. That's not cool. It's not what we do. It's not effective. It's not going to help you. It doesn't help them. And it's it's mean. And you're not mean. If you're listening right now, you're not mean. So if you have effectively turned, done the first part of what I said and turned off that amygdala and can think more rationally, trust me, your rational brain doesn't want to be mean. It's not who you are in the world. So, you know, you come back to earth, you get in the here and now, and you get into how to be effective in the moment. Okay. So no name calling, talk about the here and now, don't use always or never language, don't say you, (laughs) don't diagnose. (laughs) Uh, and really stick to the one thing. 
All right. So that's the focus on the what, not the who. So you notice that you're not talking about them. You're talking about the what, the thing that the situation that's upsetting or whatever's happening. You're not characterizing them or talking about their personality or calling them something or any of that. I hope you can really see the difference. It's super important. And if anything else, I want you to think about how you feel when someone does it to you. There's nothing that pisses me off more, I think, than when someone tells me what I am or what I'm thinking or what I should be doing or whatever. It's not a good start to a conversation. Even fabulous me with all my work and all my therapy and everything else, I forget in the moment when that stuff gets triggered sometimes. And so it's not good. Okay. Rule number two, what else are you feeling? I want you to ask yourself, what else am I feeling besides anger? uh, Besides, uh, think about anger, frustration, or resentment. Those are usually the three that come up. What are you feeling besides those? So ask yourself, you have to name at least one emotion that's beneath the anger. I've I've used this quote a lot from um, Little Fires Everywhere. It was a great book. But uh, the author says, anger is the bodyguard of fear. So good. I wish I'd written that. So good. That's why I'm not a professional writer <laughs> or, or getting paid for my fiction novels. Anger is the bodyguard of fear. So I need you to ask, what are you afraid of? That's another good question. What am I afraid of is going to happen right here? What am I worried about? What am, what am I thinking? And and name that feeling though, not just the thing. Well, I'm worried that this is going to mean that they're always going to treat me like a maiden. This is going to happen. No, no, no. What are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling unappreciated, unloved, unworthy. Maybe you're feeling shame, guilt. Uh, sadness is usually the biggie. So uh, maybe you're, f- you're feeling fear. You think the person's going to leave you if you have this conversation or they're going to threaten divorce. They're going to fire you or something. Really name the feeling below. And so ask that. One other emotion. What else am I feeling besides the anger stuff? And if you can only come up with an angry emotion, then then you're missing it. You, you got to go deeper. It's not the thing. It's a top emotion. Go deeper. And, and now it's a good time to remember my uh, formula you might remember for rage. I talk about this. I've talked about this one before. If you're feeling enraged, and by the way, that's not just throwing chairs through windows. You know, rage can be very quiet. It's often talking through the gritted teeth like that. Uh, Rage is anger plus helplessness. When you're feeling angry about something and you're also feeling helpless, like no matter what you've done, nothing ever changes. you know, your beliefs that something won't, isn't going to change because it's never changed before, whatever that is, that's the rage feeling. That's that. So from there, you really need to ask yourself, what am I feeling helpless about? What am I feeling helpless about? That's a good question there. But I, I really want you to, to notice, to not, again, anger itself, just the top. So rage, anger, resentment, frustration, just the top. And in general, I want you to focus on feelings, not thoughts. And take this if you take nothing else. Get ready. Another drum roll. Uh, feelings connect, thoughts disconnect. Feelings connect, say it again, thoughts disconnect. When someone is telling you all their thoughts, haven't you ever daydreamed when someone's doing that and they're going off and they're talking and they're talking and they're talking and you're like, oh my God, your eyes are rolling up in your head. They're not noticing because they're talking, just talking about all the things. But when they say how they feel, hey, that really hurts my feelings or 
I just feel so sad about this or so upset about this. Again, remember, a feeling under, when they only say uh, an anger feeling, we end up feeling usually very defensive, right? When they say how mad they are about something, how outraged. And I'm not saying you can't say those things, but you have to add to it. You can't leave it there because the what's implicit there is that the other person Sin is making you angry, and that's what puts people on the defense. And that's when you hear things like, "Well, I'm sorry you feel that way," or "I didn't, you know, I didn't mean it that way," or whatever. And you end up in just all that crap that doesn't help. But when you really say, "Wow, I'm feeling really lonely, feeling really overwhelmed, uh, so sad right now," people tend to lean in. They angry and rageful makes people lean out usually. And those other feelings have them leaning in. And again, feelings connect when you're just there with your thoughts because you did this and then that happened. Then I'm thinking you did it because of this and this happened. It's just no one's listening anymore. And it's really kind of a waste of your time. So you have, what do I say all the time? You have to connect to correct. So that means, and to connect you have to talk about feelings. That means you've got to keep coming back to feelings and not the facts of the case. I feel like everyone becomes a lawyer when they're having a fight. Everyone's a lawyer. And a lot of times you're just waiting to rebut. You know, you have your thing in your head and you're trying to think of it and I just stop and get to the feeling and slow the process down because that is what it does. It slows it down. And obviously, you're much less likely to say things you don't want to say if it's slower. If you're not just reacting, boom, 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 and you slow it down, you'll be in much better stead. So don't talk about the evidence. Don't talk about the facts of the case. Talk about how you feel and get under the anger. Okay, so that's that's number two. And third rule is, and I say this a lot, uh, so be curious and be solution-based. You've heard me talk about it. You got to be curious. Curious. Don't go in with your mind made up. Think of it. I really want you to think of it as brainstorming. So what do I say all the time? Listen like you're wrong, right? Listen from another place. If, if things have escalated to this point, it means it's something that hits very deep for both of you. If you're both woo, blowing up about something, there's and again, now you can get underneath it that it's not the proverbial too many pillows on the bed or the, you know, that you put the empty container of milk back in the fridge or whatever, right? If it's, and if you guys are, you know, if you're really talking big stuff about little things, then it's not little. And it's something that's been going, you know, reminds you of something. It's something that's been here a while. And so really what it's saying is that you haven't come up with a solution for it. It's, it's been here a long time. What do I say about resentment? Resentment is re means again, and to to sentiment to sense. So you're sensing something again. That's what resentment is. So again, there's the again word. It means that this is already reminding you of, of something that's already happened. If it's the very first time, uh, you know that your partner does something, you don't lose your crap about it. It's when it's happened many times that you lose your crap about it and that it becomes bigger. If someone at work says something offhand, but 90% of the time or 99% of the time they don't, you know, and they're cool, you're, again, it's not going to feel the same way it does as if this quote unquote always happens or, or they never do this or they always do that. That's, it's because it's reminding you it's over and over and over. It, I mean, by definition, that means you didn't solve it. It hasn't been solved. So, you know, your good thinking got you here. 
So what if we had other thinking? What if we open that up? What if you're not right that this is the only solution? And I always tell people that if you think there's only two answers to something, you know, yes or no, do it or don't do it, uh, whatever that is, you're, you're thinking in a bad way. There's always, in every situation, multiple, multiple options of what could be done. And so if you haven't brainstormed some of that and gotten curious and figured out what else could be done, then we're in trouble. So take a moment, be curious with yourself, be curious with yourself too. Why is this so important to me? What do I think this means? Usually we're ascribing a lot of meaning to things and uh, it doesn't mean that's true or a fact, it's just what we're doing. So really ask yourself, be curious with the other person. You got to find the space again to listen like you're wrong. You just got to figure that out. Where is that? And then I want you to set an intention to find a resolution together, not of compromise. Remember, I talked about this before. I do not like compromise. We know from the research that when people compromise, both sides think that they lost, that they gave up more than the other side. This is what happens every time. So everybody walks away feeling ripped off. Everybody, every time. And there's some situations where compromises, I guess, have to happen. Uh, you know, if a union is is, is uh, negotiating with an employer and they negotiate and they come up with a compromise, trust me, every time the employer thinks they gave away too much and every time the union thinks they didn't get what they deserved. That's what's going to happen. But there's some, there's some things that are set up this way. And I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to try to solve that problem right now. But you as a person, your little company of you, <laughs> we can solve it here. And so I've used the... Um, image of a triangle a lot. We both end up at, you know, if you think of a triangle and the two base points, you know, you're at one point and your partner, your boss, your friend, your mother, whoever is at the other point on the bottom of the base. And often we look at that line that connects them along the bottom of the base and we think, oh, I'll give up the, you do this. How about this? What about that? And we, but we're really jockeying for this same, we're really still saying my way is right. And they're saying their way is right. And they're just trying to find something in, in quote unquote the middle, but there's never a middle. So instead I'd rather that you thought of it not as that line, but as the triangle. Now you're both the base of a triangle, but if you look up, there's one point that those two play, two base points come together. There's one point above and beyond where you are. That's how I want you to think about it. What solution is over there that I haven't thought of yet because I couldn't because we weren't doing it together because there's a synergy that happens. That's why people work in teams, by the way. There's a synergy that happens. There's an energy that happens in teams. It's why we brainstorm. It's why we come up with things. It's to get out of our own sort of thinking about something and to hear different viewpoints, but you're not going to hear them unless you're curious. So I don't care if you have a little whiteboard in your house, if it's at home, we do it at, you know, do it at jobs all the time, right? And you, uh, Set that intention to look ahead at another solution you're going to come up with. That's really where the meat is. And now I'm going to give you rule number four because I lied about three rules. Um, I'm going to cheat because I only wanted to have three rules in the title. Because, <laughs> But I really have a bunch of little things I just want to say to keep in mind. I guess they're not really rules, but they're things to keep in mind. Uh once you're in this that I, I want to add and then I'll, I'll close up, I promise. So let me, so there's a few little things. Here we go. So once you start repeating or going around in circles, you got to stop. If you're repeating yourself over and over, if the other person is, if you're going around in circles, it's time to walk away and try another day. 
it, you, you're going to have to. You're going to have to then go away, make sure that you've turned off that fight, flight, freeze mechanism, maybe meditate, have a run, have an Oreo cookie, whatever's going to do it for you, and then come back. I Oreos should sponsor me. Don't I talk about them a lot? You can tell how much I like them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so once you start repeating grand circles, got to stop. Ask more than you say. So I've talked about this a lot. I know you're tired of it. No, you're not because you love it. You love me. Don't sack. Don't offer suggestions, give advice or criticize. Focus on asking questions. Ask, ask, ask. Make very few statements as much as possible. Don't fight with an audience. Don't fight with a bunch of people around, certainly not in front of your kids or coworkers or whatever. Don't, don't do that. And don't include others in your argument. When you speak to 20 people about a problem, uh, you're going to get 20 different opinions. It's not helpful. You know, designate one person that's your go-to. A therapist is nice or so, a coach or someone who's actually trained to listen would be good. But just designate one, unless you're speaking to the person you're pissed with, that you're upset with, unless you're speaking directly to them, don't speak to 50 other people. Uh, designate, I'd say two tops. That's what I tell folks. Because I'll tell you this too. If you're talking crap about your partner, let's say, and you're just talking all kinds of crap, you'll turn your friends and family members against your partner. And then if you forgive something your partner did, your family doesn't. You've had this happen. You're, or your friends don't. They're not for, it's forgiving. And then you feel sort of locked in. I, I've worked with so many couples where let's say someone cheated and, you know, the, the, the person who got cheated upon, it, you know, will go tell their family, their friends, everybody, your my, my wife cheated on me. And so then the family and everybody hates the wife. They're furious, but then you want to work it out with the wife. See the problem? There's a big problem there. You really, but if you were talking to a therapist about that, which by the way is a better place to talk to get advice, and then you and the therapist were talking about whether or not you should even reconcile with the wife, uh, you know, you have this other opinion that you can trust that's not doing that and you haven't poisoned the water with all these people. If you have one best friend you can really trust, you can talk to that person, but do you see the problem here? Same thing at work, if you're gossiping about, you know, Bob... <laughs> I'm just going to say Bob. Hi, Bobs. All the Bobs can write in and tell me to stop. Um, if you're gossiping all the time about somebody, you know, Bob in accounting or whatever, and to everybody else, again, it, it leaves you no room to work it out with Bob in accounting. It it also is very divisive in a workplace. It sets up a really uh, negative, yucky work environment. You know, don't be part of that. Again, at work, you could speak to HR. You, there's usually an employee assistance professional you can talk to, an EAP. Uh, just one trained professional and one best friend. Leave it at that. Okay. The other small things, just a couple more. Uh, you need to apologize for real if that's called for in a fight. Apologize for real. I did a lovely podcast on that. I will link to it in the show notes. Uh, don't add booze or drugs to an argument. Not good. And if someone's already there, don't argue with them. Not a good idea. And Lastly, never, ever any violence, and that includes throwing things, swearing at someone, um, or threatening your partner, coworker, or whoever it is. Never, ever violent. Remember, violence isn't just physically hitting people. There's other ways to be violent. Uh, we don't want any of that. So those are the other little rules. So yeah, I lied about three. Well, I really, I had three 
you know, total rules and then some other little things to think about. So no matter what else, do your best to keep compassion, patience, and kindness at the top of your list because the best outcomes always, always come from that place. And there you have it. We have another episode in the can. Again, you can get your uh, free wake up word exercise, this neuro-linguistic program technique that's super effective. Come on over to the website, abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 104. Get your download. Thank you as always for spending time with me. I really, really enjoy it. It's one of the highlights of my week and I'm going to talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.